Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silva and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. So hot, silver and gold is here. I am the loaf, and with me, Dr. Zah. Your enthusiasm is boundless. And fake. Nothing like uh, throwing a sock across the room and having it land right on your dog's nose (laughs) and brighten the mood a little bit. (laughs) That's a perfect shot. (laughs) He likes socks, too. All right, uh, we're doing a little, uh, a little another thank you show this week. We got um, some uh, Northern British rednecks for <laughs> for Mr. Paul Manchester Paul. Um, we're doing what was that? Manchester Paul, uh, Raining Stones from 1993, and Rita Sue and Bob too from 1987. It's been a shitty week for both of us. We're recording late. I got a lot of shit to do. Yeah. Zom, how are you, sir? Great. <laughs> Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a great week. Uh, been a great week. Love everybody. Uh, you know, mm. if there is a God, he certainly is quite the bastard. He is a funny motherfucker. Yeah, he likes to play those little games. <laughs> Chicken wire and yeah. store meetings. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, fuck it. What have we been watching this week? <laughs> All right. Uh, got a list here. Some of it's familiar stuff. Most of it. Uh, I don't know why. I'm not in the mood. Not in the mood to fucking watch movies. So, when that anyway. happens, usually just kind of watch shit that I've seen a million times, yeah. so I don't have to fucking like really pay attention. Uh, Bubba Hotep, still fucking funny, still good movie. Uh, <laughs> the Crow, uh, I really loved that fucking uh, graphic novel uh, when I was young, you yeah. know, and uh, got my fucking heart stomped and shit like that. You know, it really spoke to me. Now, doesn't speak to me. Um, now, had, now you see, had you seen that movie before? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I like watching it, it uh, just because kind of like Brandon Lee and, you know, I don't know. It just, you know, it just, I mean, back in the day, goddamn, I read that thing, I don't know how many times, and, I, and the movie, and I just thought, oh my God, this is so fucking But now, you know, I'm old. I don't give a fuck. You know? <laughs> it's over. Fuck everything. It's over. Light, I mean, it's just fucking, uh, whatever. Nothing to look forward to. Uh, <laughs> Star Trek, Chris Pine's funny. Uh, and uh, Judge Dredd is Bones McCoy, and uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, uh, 
Okay, now this was something different and something new. It's called the VIPs, mm-hmm. and it stars uh, Richard Burton and Miss Titch Elizabeth Taylor. And uh, I started watching this, and I didn't even realize that uh, one of my favorite uh, actors, Rod Taylor, is in this. And um, it's about these um, kind of rich, influential people. Uh, some of them sort of famous. Orson Welles is in it too, uh, and they they get uh, kind of stuck in an airport mm-hmm. uh, because of fog and bad weather and everything. And there's a lot of a uh, lot of intrigue and. In, uh, uh, just kind of you know uh, relationship things, and uh, it's I liked it. Thought it was very good. It's on iTunes, so you might want to check it out. Sure, watched uh, at close range with fucking Christopher Walken. And let me tell you <laughs> something: this movie, every time I watch it, I just it's very good. Christopher Walken was just excellent in this. Sean Penn, uh, Mary Stuart Masterson, who looks like in this movie like a girl I went to high school with. Uh, and uh, <laughs> um, this is a very good movie, and uh, the story is really good too. Just kind of, ugh, you know, ugh. Yeah. and uh, I looked up the the real people, and uh, that story is pretty good too. So it goes along quite well, or quite right, with the with the fucking uh, the real people, real story. Uh, Ides of March. I watched this with uh, Ryan Gosling, uh, Paul Giamatti, George Clooney, and. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Still like this movie. Still very good. No, I've still never seen that one. Uh, Ryan Gosling is fucking. Uh, he's just good. He's a very good act. I, I like him. I mean, I know some people just you know, but I think he's good. Uh, I watched Shame. I watched uh, Fastbender and his big dangling elephant trunk. Uh, again, you know some of these movies. The reason I watched them again <laughs> is because uh, I have bought them, and so. I can put them on my iPad at any time and just fucking watch yeah. them. Yeah. Um, the guy that plays his boss in this is really good. He's kind of like has this. Uh, he's uh, like got this manic, really fast talking. Thinks he's a ladies' man guy. So he's really good. Uh, and uh, and uh, then I watched a movie called uh, Deadly Snail and Kung Fu Killer. <laughs> okay. Now the reason I watched this was I found that on my Roku there are lots of free channels you can get and yeah. one of them is a kung fu theater channel yeah this is fucking man this is bad shit <laughs> i watched but the bad any- one too <laughs> oh it's bad so anyway but it's i mean you know it's just it's it was entertaining you know but i mean it's in, in a in a real fucking bad way okay um now on the group i don't even know if i should bring this up <sighs> let's just say okay i just finished reading World War Z. Okay. Oh, I saw the fucking nerd argument start over that fucking. Yeah, thing. the nerd argument started, and I uh, I had to end it. Uh, you know, I just pretty much uh, pulled the post. But Did you, so. oh, I was wondering where it went. I was trying to find it because I was trying no, to figure I out if you had actually because... watched it or not. Did you Did you watch you... the movie? No, no, no. The movie isn't even out yet. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. I was like, it doesn't come out till June. This? Okay. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> Another oh, fucking Prometheus battle started. It was a Prometheus battle. It was fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry I fucking brought it up. Uh, I, now, if I watch the fucking movie, I don't even want to fucking bring it up because, you know, whatever. Uh, I will say this uh, for all the Romero people out there. I understand where you're, where you're coming from. Um, but, you know, there were zombies before Romero. 
And uh, <laughs> the zombies before Romero were pretty much, you know, created by voodoo women. So should that be the canon for that, you know? Romero. Oh, Romero's Romero zombies weren't created by fucking voodoo women, and they didn't serve as slaves to the fucking voodoo ladies, so they, that's bullshit. Whatever. Who gives a shit? It's a fucking movie. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the book is really good. I'm not sure. Now, they're saying, because I read in Entertainment Weekly, I guess they're saying that they're doing this movie with the idea of doing two more after this one, if it's mm-hmm. successful. Because there's a lot of shit to cover, and the book is basically a guy going around 10 years after the war and interviewing people about the war. Yeah. So I don't know if, you know, how to translate that. And, and one of the guys made a way to point. He just said, you know, I don't know. Just, he just said, you know, if they just didn't call it World War Z, if they're going to make the zombies fast. They shouldn't be able to call it. I, I don't know. I don't understand the people's arguments. I don't fucking care. Um, I just killed it because it was fucking ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of fucking people in there like, bitching and shit. Like, you're, you're pussy. Fuck you, faggot. Um, they didn't say it. I wanted to say that. I was going to say it, but I didn't. Um, Except for just was, now. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Nobody was gay or anything, and that's not the slur. Uh, I watched Easy Money with Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, <laughs> This would have been better if Rodney Dangerfield would have uh, moved faster, like if he would have been if he would have ran instead of walking slowly. <laughs> he's, uh, a, he's a shambler. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you what, you talk about something that'll pick your spirits up. Watch this fucking Rodney Dangerfield movie because I've been in a bad mood all fucking week, and just his antics and shenanigans and the way he just kind of fucking shimmies around while he's talking and shit. He reminded me. God, he got fucking hilarious. Of my. My friend Vic was exactly like Rodney Dangerfield, and my friend Rick, who was his best friend, is exactly like Joe Pesci in this movie. <laughs> and the, the the Hispanic guy with the fucking mustache. Oh my god, this fucking movie was good. It just I haven't seen it in years. I forgot about Rodney Dangerfield. How he was just awesome. I heard he was real dick in real life. But, oh, you know, that's too bad. I, you know, a lot of people. A lot of people said he was kind of bitter and not. You know, but I mean, he was old. It's like he was like where I am right now, and he became famous, probably older and grosser. You know, at least I'm (laughs) grosser. Yeah, Uh, I looked in the mirror just a little while ago because when I got done cutting my lawn, I I had to you know of course shower and everything. I get out and I have my glasses off and everything, and I just look in the mirror and I'm like, God, you're so fucking gross. (laughs) Um, Let's see. I watched. Okay, now. This may have something to do... The next three movies might have something to do with the mood I'm in. <laughs> I watched Atonement for the first time. Right. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> uh, my friend Randy and I watched this, and we were just like... I mean, this is one of those ones where when you're watching it with one of your buddies, uh, uh, you don't want to look over at him because like, you kind of have... Maybe like, your eyes are kind of watering up. <laughs> so... Uh. Okay, but it's good. Now, this is the one that that wrecked uh, Make Peace. So I'd never seen it. So I bought it on Blu-ray and watched it. And it's really good. But Jesus fucking Christ. Ugh, brutal. Um, I watched after that, I watched Being Flynn with Paul Dano, Dano mm-hmm. uh, Robert De Niro, and Judge, Judge Anderson, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Thurlby. Who Daddy, is so Daddy, cute? Daddy issues movie. 
Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I swear to God, uh, uh, De Niro is very good in this. I mean, you know, yeah. people say, "Oh, he hadn't done anything good." He's very good in this. And um, there's times where he's just raging at Paul Dano, and he's like, "I made you! I made you! You're me! I made you!" And I swear to God, I looked at my buddy, and I said, "Oh my God, I'm ready to fucking vomit right." <laughs> This one pushed uh, buttons like you would not believe. Oh, yeah. Okay, so then I tapped all that off with watching Ryan Gosling, Michelle Williams, and Blue Valentine. Oh, my God. Okay, now. <laughs> <sighs> this movie is so bittersweet that, you know, the the part where they're young and they meet and everything is just... Oh, the way it's all edited together is so fucking good. It just fucking plays with your emotions. Because then when you see what happens down the road, it's like, yeah. oh my God. And this one pushed so many buttons too. Right, like let me, when let me ask this. Is it a am I being sexist when I feel like it was all her fault? Like I thought I thought I thought that she was the wrong in the relationship. No, nah, I think you're being sexist. Okay. <laughs> I, as I was watching, I was like, I mean, he's he's not like all that driven or anything, but as far as like acting fucking kooky and doing things that are damaging, I think she's probably mostly to blame. Well, I think that. Well, and I will say this: maybe my perspective is different because I listened to Feminine Critique and they talked about it and they gave their feminine view of it. Okay, and um. Their idea was, okay, he, when he was young and whatever, all that stuff was cute and fun and blah, 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 blah. But she matured and progressed and moved on and became like, you know. Yeah, she got a real job. Serious person and this and that. And he was still you know, drinking at eight o'clock in the morning, fucking have a cigarette in his mouth 24 <laughs> seven uh, working a shit job and, and still just kind of, I mean, but the thing was also, I think that it was just when it's over, it's over. My fucking lighter just died. Oh, uh, 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 you going to take that trip to Iran? <laughs> there it goes. Never mind. I got it. I got it. Iranian tobacco. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, but the one part that really pushed my fucking buttons was there's nothing worse than when your relationship is sputtering <laughs> and you're and you and now this is from the man's point of view and you're trying to rekindle it and you're trying to be like sexy or whatever or trying to you know uh, uh, light the fire and you know try and you know make love and all this shit and they're just not even giving you anything back or not responding and it's just kind of like uh it's like uh they were in the shower and she was in the shower and she closed like the bathroom door and i mean they're married and so he can't even fucking get in and then when he when he comes in he gets in the shower with her and you could just tell she was like oh jesus fucking christ you know and he's trying to be all and his you know everything was but it's just not there yeah. and there, you might as well just say yeah, let's just tap out you always have to try until the end that's why it's the end. And I don't. I don't know if it's the same for women, but this is one. 
you probably guys don't probably don't want to watch with your significant other because you'll just sit there like awkward the whole time. Like, is she thinking these things? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, but, uh, it's just another thing where I'm like, God, I'm, uh, I don't know. You know, right. I haven't been around too many people that, um, are married that, um, like I look at them and what happened and everything and think, God, man, I wish I would have got married. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it's just like, ugh. I don't know. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, it just everybody's different because I work with people and they've been married for a long time. And 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 they that's just that's who they are. And that's part of who they are. And they'd probably be, you know, whatever. But ugh, I don't know. So anyway, and then I started watching. I bought the box set of the first season of Boardwalk Empire. Oh, yeah. And I have never, I think I watched like the first couple of episodes. And then, you know, it's just hard to fucking keep watching. And, and uh, so then last night I watched a couple more. And so I might finish off watching those. They, this, it's a good show. You yeah. Know, I yeah. just, you know, but that's it. Eh, nothing else. Yeah. Mm. Uh, um, I finished off my uh, trashy ABCs this week. Um, I watched, let's see, and yeah, I was in the same boat you were. I was not in the mood to fucking watch movies, really, but I started like four days after we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I did watch a lot in one day, but um, I watched uh, my You movie. I watched a movie called The Undertaker with Joe Spinell. Um, pretty much he's channeling his uh, uh, maniac character, but he's an undertaker, and he basically uh, uses his uh, parlor to store bodies of people he's murdering in town. Um, worth seeing for his performance. Kind of a movie otherwise, though. Um, let's see. V. I watched uh, uh, Venus and Furs, a Jess Franco movie, and I afterwards I posted, what the hell did I just watch? It's a, really, <laughs> it's a weird fucking movie. There's lots of titties in it. Um, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like a fucking guy like finds this woman kind of dead on a beach at the beginning after he's just dug his trumpet out of sand and then it's kind of flashback maybe and he keeps seeing like the same woman over and over again and everybody sees her with the same scars on her chest and shoulder and I don't understand what the fuck was going on. <laughs> <laughs> there was some good mov- there was some good music in it though. A nice jazzy uh, um, soundtrack to it. Um, W, I watched Werewolf Woman. The description of it ended up being 10 times better than the movie itself. Um, this is about a woman who might be a werewolf and goes on a revenge spree after being raped, which is, that's the, that's the, the synopsis. And I was like, yes, werewolf rape revenge. Ah. And really it's just like, yeah, she's not, you know, spoiler alert. She's not really a werewolf. She just she just has a dream that she's won it at the beginning of the movie and then nothing else. Like she just goes crazy all the time. She's just fucking loony. Um, so it wasn't very good. Um, let's see why I watched Yokai Monsters Spook Warfare. Uh, this was fucking bizarre. <laughs> um, kind of a an amalgamation of a lot of different like folklore ghosts and Japanese uh, Japanese folklore ghosts that are all coming together to. F- uh, kind of, they they all team up to fight against this one called Daimo or something like that. This basically, it's it's a, it's a ghost they've never seen before, and he's fucking with people. He takes over this samurai, and um, it's really weird. It's fucking. I, I liked it a lot. It's late '60s, and it's you know it's a lot of rubber suit stuff, but they're all human sized, 
and some really bizarre like I don't even know where some of this shit comes from like fucking <laughs> there's a there's a I, and I read the history of it and there and people I mean there's not a concrete description but there's one monster it's like a woman's leg and an umbrella and it's got a big fucking face and a tongue that hangs out of it and that's that's the nice. thing and it hops around and like licks people's faces when they're not looking really weird um it's good I mean it's you know if you like rubber suit movies you'll like it not that kind of rubber suit though I like um, those kind of references. <laughs> uh, X, I watched X the Unknown, which I believe they're reviewing on Hamakus coming shortly. Uh, Justin was on a guest on there. Um, this is a, a Hammer film, but not a Universal Monsters Hammer film. This is a, from 56. It's pretty early on, and it's a, um, uh, you know, one of those radiation scare kind of movies. This, honestly, it's a fucking total blob ripoff like it's it's i mean it even has like the, it's the same special effects of the blob um but it's about a monster that comes out of a fissure in the earth and it eats radiation so it takes them a while to figure out what's going on because it always goes back to the fissure when it's done eating does it move fast or slow it's pretty well it's pretty slow but they they the reason they can't ever figure out <laughs> because they, they have things yeah fucking fast radiation monsters are just bullshit um <laughs> the um the, the it, it keeps getting into places that so they think that a, they think that a person is stealing something or it, but then the, they it keeps getting into places that a person wouldn't be able to be fit uh, able to fit through so anyway uh my z movie this is my shitty kung fu of the week zombie versus ninja this is a godfrey ho movie and this is one of those ones where it has a lot of stuff a lot of footage stolen uh from i think richard harrison did when he did the one ninja movie with godfrey ho richard harrison is that his name and um uh so they they have this random stuff with like white ninjas fighting that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie it doesn't seem like um i don't know this might have been like four movies cut together into one um, it sounded kind of cool because it's one like the Kung Fu guy is supposed to be trained by undead Kung Fu masters. Like that's the zombies, but I don't know. It wasn't like a, like a whole. It wasn't very good. <laughs> like and I watched ninja, another shitty black one. ninja thing. You know, yeah. it's like okay, you know, uh, I'm a good ninja. Oh, well, these guys were all wearing different colors, not black or... Well, some of them were wearing white, but they all had the ninja headband that you've seen in the pictures of his movies. Uh, but then the main story with the other guy, those were actually Hong Kong actors, and you never, you know, never did you see them on screen with the white ninjas. So, um, when I say white, I mean non-Asian. Like they're actually American. Oh, British. I thought you meant Caucasian. Not, not where? Yeah, Caucasian. Yes. <laughs> um, then I watched another shitty one. Eh, I mean, it was all right. It, uh, this is from. Uh, I got it for what? That was my racist laugh. Racist white witch. (laughs) I don't mean good witch. I mean... Racist white. Um, One I rented rented, rented from Netflix. uh, Regalo Caro. Um, What? It's a a Mexican movie. um, About... It's a... You know... Any any action movie made in Mexico from like 1995 to 2005 was probably about a drug cartel, and this this is no different. Um, mm-hmm. It's all right. Hugo Stiglitz is in it. The Almadas are in it. Um, yeah, it was okay. Are those those two brothers? Yeah, yeah, they were even they older in this because this is like 2003. Oh my God. <laughs> older, even older. Um, I watched. Older. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're fucking old. Um, I watched, uh, 
shit in that fucking movie we did, and they were getting young chicks. Yeah, <laughs> there's no chick getting in this one. Um, Stiglitz is a main character too, and I always like him. He's fucking wooden, but for some reason he fucking works for me. I just love that guy. Um, let's see. I watched Manborg from the guys that made uh, that made uh, 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 Father's Day, um, uh, where Father's Day was on a ten thousand dollar budget. This was on a one thousand dollar budget. <laughs> This is a sci-fi movie, and it pulls a lot from one uh, Japanese uh, uh, live-action type TV shows from the '90s, and also from um, like uh, it had a, you know, the like the shows, like uh, I guess the sci-fi like cartoony type shows that for American kids back in the early '90s, same kind of thing. It really feels like that a lot. Like they complete, almost completely drew in the background and stuff with a computer yeah. after the fact. Um, it's, I mean, for a thousand dollars, it's pretty fucking impressive. It's, it's all right. It's, I, I, I still like Father's Day better. Um, but I mean, this is worth seeing if you like these micro budget things. What do um, they spend a thousand dollars on? Uh, well, I, the, all of the guys that act actually participated in the production of the movie, so it had to have been. Uh, the costume stuff because I mean the main guy Manborg like actually has like I mean and all the characters have some sort of weaponry um, I'm sure some of the actors had to have get gotten paid but all the this one the story is like these demons from hell have taken over Earth and Manborg as he he had started the war this guy he was like it looked like it was taking place in the 40s like World War II era. And um, he is killed, but somebody, like, well, seemingly killed by these demons who are also vampires. They suck blood. But um, he's brought back to life by somebody and reawoken far into the future after the earth has already been owned by the. Now, the wait a minute. I've, I, Dracula was a vampire. Yeah. And demons are demons, and that's bullshit. These are, <laughs> well, these are blood sucking demons. Oh, that's see, that's just stupid. <laughs> Who are okay? Have you going ever out read right? the novel Dracula? <laughs> yeah. I see what you're doing. And another uh, micro budget no, movie no, I watched no. this week was was uh, Combat Shock, which is a Ooh. a big upper of a movie. Um, yeah. That's some weird shit. I bought I bought the trauma disc of it. Um, this is a two disc thing, and man. Whew, Fucking gross! Like that, it had a it had a very Lynchian baby, and mm. it's fucking depressing. Man, man, woo! It was good. I liked it. Um, let's see. <laughs> and um, I watched a couple more movies. I guess I'll hold off on them because uh, this show might get heard before somebody wants to give something away. So I'll talk about those next week. What? So yeah, I'll tell you in the break. Um, and that was it. So why don't we ourselves take a break? Okay. And um, go I have take to a piss shit. Like a fucking cow. Piss and shit, and uh, we will be right back with a review of. What I'm gonna do Rita Sue and Bob Two first, since that came first. Rita Sue. Uh, we'll be right back. Bob Two. Okay, and welcome back to another episode of Guess That Riff. With me on the show tonight, my first contestant is Mr. Fred Nurk. Fred, are you ready to guess that riff? I sure am. Okay, here's riff number one. Ah, that's It's a Long Way to the Top by ACDC. Fantastic, Fred. 
Okay, here's riff number two. Hmm. That one is Eagle Rock by Daddy Cool. Fantastic! You're doing great, Fred. Now, this one's a tricky one. Guess riff number three. Hmm. That one is I Walk the Line by Johnny Cash. Fantastic, Fred! How did you know all those riffs? Well, I listened to Love That Album podcast. That's fantastic. Really? Uh, no. That's what you told me to say, Dad. Max, shh. I told you never to call me Dad during the promo. Go to lovethatalbum.blogspot.com or type in Love That Album, all one word, into iTunes. Listen to Love That Album. It might turn you into a rock geek. Or you might just con your son into making pitiful promos for your podcast. Instead of getting something healthy for a snack during the break, I ate a piece of pound cake and I'm having a vanilla porter. (laughs) Zom, would you like to introduce Rita Sue and Bob too? I can take the lead on this one. Rita Sue and Bob too. That was the large Williams music choice this week, by the way. Yeah, great. (laughs) Realistic story of working class Yorkshire life. Two schoolgirls have sexual thing with me, man. Serious and lighthearted, but by turns. What? Serious light, serious and lighthearted by turns? Mm. Whatever. Who the fuck wrote that goddamn piss? Okay, see, there's these two girls. They're not like the greatest looking girls in the world, so, but they start fucking uh. me. <laughs> um, so lo- they, Talk about realism. Their looks definitely were... Uh, oh my god! Now I now I gotta say, uh, let's see. I'm trying to figure. If this out would have th- been an American movie, it'd have been Phoebe Cates and Carmen Electra. <laughs> <laughs> now Sue kind of grew on me. She wasn't all that hot, but I think looking at her photos, she got definitely more attractive as she got older. Plus, she had really huge tits, <laughs> so that helped. That um, makes up for a lot. Rita, there's no helping her. Yikes. Um, now the uh, <laughs> um, somebody somebody mentioned on our Facebook group that uh, we might have some I guess trouble possibly understanding these movies. I I, I didn't. I was afraid going in. And somebody's like, "You're gonna need subtitles," but I, I did. All, I did all right. Yeah, these are these weren't too bad. Now I don't remember where exactly this takes place, but um, when Paul said like a British estate, uh, the, this one's not so much a state. This is more just like a just a town like it just seems like a kind of a place it's near whatever they call the moors now the moors um they we we see those twice in the in the and we have livestock uh, in both of them except you don't see them in this one outside of rita and sue maybe but 
Ah, that was bad. Um, oh, I get what you're saying. The um, but you know, you hear cows <laughs> mooing in this one, which is pretty fucking funny at one point. But um, you do get the moors coming back in the next one too. Um, now this movie didn't did it, it didn't do well with me at the beginning because when it starts. The fucking song that you've heard Zom and I singing, Rita and S- God, oh my God, that got on my nerves so bad. It was fucking atrocious. <laughs> I can't think. And in and, and, and all fairness, it, it didn't have anything really going for it because other than maybe Ghostbusters, I can't think of a movie theme song off the top of my head that I that that has the like the, the that incorporates the name of the movie into it that I actually think is any good. Um, honestly, I don't even know if I could think of any except for Ghostbusters, but it, it was, it, it's pretty bad. Um, some of the music in it is okay. Cause they watch music videos, uh, which is kind of cool. Cause the, you, you know, see it's definitely a time capsule, but some of the music in this yeah. movie is fucking really bad. Like the stuff that Bob plays in his car. <clears throat> you do get to see them dance. Some of the stuff that Bob plays in his car is pretty heinous. <laughs> so, um, so Rita and Sue are, they're definitely lower class ladies. Um, I guess they're still in high school. I know the school, the school levels work a little differently there. And I remember Paul saying something about the, you know, the schooling, like where you, you know, where you go when, but, um, they definitely seem a little older than maybe like 15 or 16. They're probably 18 or 19 years old. At least we'll just say they are. (laughs) Um, but um, they, you know, let's see, I'm trying to, I, I keep getting confusing their names. So yeah, I wrote, one of my notes is Sue is a busty lass. Um, so Sue's dad is, uh, he's the fucking drunk and it, the movie opens with him. It's pretty funny. He's kind of staggering through these streets and it's pretty, it's pretty, I, I mean, it doesn't look like a fun place to live. It's fucking dirty looking. Um, you know, broken down cars and shit everywhere. And this dude, I don't know if he was acting or what, but I, I didn't look up the name of the actor, but he, I mean, he's so drunk. And I think you posted an image of it. Or maybe Paul did. Uh, so fucking drunk, like one eye doesn't even open. <laughs> hey, he's a mess and he's just staggering through the streets. And that's how it kind of, how, how it starts with this terrible song playing. And, um, then you have, uh, Rita who, you see the outside of her home, but you don't get as much of a, you don't ever get, even throughout the whole movie, you don't get as much of a taste of her home life. Um, they have, she has like the broken down car and everything. And you hear somebody yelling at one point at her, but for the most part, really on the, for the most part, the only home life you see is Sue's. Um, so both of them have jobs. Both of them have to come home and, you know, go to work and blah, blah, blah. But Apparently, you know, they're, they're best friends. They dress the same. Like a lot, a lot of the time they're wearing the same outfit. And I don't know if that's part of their school outfit or what, like their school uniform maybe, but they, you know, a lot of the time they look like they're wearing the same clothes and maybe that's just a thing they like to do. Um, they both have mullets, <laughs> but <laughs> Sue, Sue wears hers up a little bit. So it looks a little punkish almost. Rita's is just fucking lesbian straight up mullet. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so they're going over to Bob and his wife's house to babysit. Now, did you see any kids at all 
No, I kind of fell that, found that uh, to be kind of funny. Well, maybe it was just a little like a, a newborn. A, a I baby? I, I, I never once. They go over to babysit for Bob and his wife on a couple occasions, and you never see a child. So I don't know what the hell is going on with that. But um, uh, wife asks uh, Bob to drive the girls home so they don't have to walk because they don't have cars. Um, and he takes uh, the long route home <laughs> and, goes, <laughs> and goes through the moors. And uh, he doesn't pull punches. Uh, first, he asks, uh, do you, well, he asks them if they know if they, is it, does he, do he ask if they know what a Durex is? Or, it, and they call him a rubber Johnny, which is pretty funny. But Durex is the name brand of a condom. I don't know if they got paid for saying that name like 18 times in the movie. Yeah, that's um, what I was gonna say. Product placement. Yeah, and I've never. I don't think I've ever seen other than maybe. Um, I feel like uh, maybe Amazon Women on the Moon had some Trojan placement as a gag, but I can't think of any condom uh, placement in, in stuff other than this. But um, basically, Bob's just you know totally coming on to him, and um, he asks, and I don't know if they're just. I don't know if this is part of their playing around, but he asks if he. You know, about the rubber johnnies and you know you put it on an erection and they're like what's an erection like what the f-? like did i don't know if they really didn't know <laughs> but because he, he, when he said it's a hard on they're like oh okay okay well yeah maybe if you maybe these girls yeah don't know an odd on an odd on the um uh so uh <laughs> basically bob shows them that uh hey i got this handy front seat that folds down um why don't we try on a rubber Johnny and uh, blah, blah, blah. So, and like, uh, it's a pretty fucking uh, handy front seat that he has. The little passenger seat. That thing folds back perfectly flat. <laughs> I was impressed with that little car. Um, and I was kind of wondering when it started. And now, granted, I did read the synopsis, but I was kind of wondering. Now, is he going to like, is is he like into Sue maybe and not Rita? Is he just like being nice to Rita? <laughs> because... I mean, come on. There's there's quite a difference, even though neither one of them are all that attractive. Rita is just, I mean, God, my God. <laughs> <laughs> there's one part later on where they're in the car about out in the pasture or something, and at night it's one thing, but like with the daylight shining on her, she's all fucking like pasty and like she looked like a dude. It was really fucking bad. She that's what that's when he. Hole. That well, yeah, that's when he couldn't. That's when he couldn't get it. Get an odd on, and uh, odd on. And his face, her face, like uh, like right there at his. I was like, oh my that's god, that's probably why he couldn't get it. Uh, uh, yeah, for real, gross. Yeah, like fucking. This. She's kind of mannish looking in the face. But that, something was something was sexy about that. Like like, like that whole like. You know when you're not supposed to do it, and to, like two, you know, two girls, one waiting at her turn, and all that shit, and. And Bob is impressive, man. I got to say, I, I I don't have that kind of I don't have that kind of stamina. I can't do the turnaround, but Bob bangs it out, and he's ready for ready immediately for the second. Ready for Freddy. Um, so so yeah, you get a pretty or you get a, or pretty early on that Bob's just a sleazy guy. He's got a tattoo of like a heart with a dagger through it or something, which I thought was kind of weird because I thought he was kind of a yuppie at first, because um, he's like showing off his car and everything. But then he's got a fucking tattoo on his upper arm and stuff, but. Um, so, uh, Bob and his wife are having some, uh, they're having marital problems, um, blue Valentine style, maybe. Uh, and, um, Burp. 
you know, his wife, it's, it's one of the stereotypical wife doesn't want to, you know, she's just not into it. But I think, I think she, um, she also has an issue with the fact like she's, she loves him. She doesn't want to lose him. She's not into having sex for whatever reason, but he's cheated on her before. Um, and maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. They don't really go into that too much. Um, so really the movie kind of unfolds from there and it's kind of, I wasn't sure where it was going to go. I thought it was going to be like kind of like slapsticky, but it really focuses a lot on, uh, at this point, like Rita and Sue's relationship with each other. Um, and the two of them dealing with their kind of, you know, lower class, like lower middle class, maybe even just upper lower class lives. And the fact that the both of them are, ha- are kind of sharing this guy that's probably more than twice their age. Um, and kind of their relationship with each other because they were best friends at first and you just kind of see tensions mounting uh, as the movie goes on and they go and they get, they take diverging paths, which was pretty, pretty interesting. I thought Um, they go into this fucking one model house at one point that was really, really gross. Like it had this sky blue trim and like furniture and white. Oh, it was the, the, whoever modeled this house is just an, an idiot. It looked really, really disgusting. Um, someone, I, th- I guess Bob tells his wife at one point that fucking her, it feels like shagging a bag of spuds, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, uh, I, I like the wife's one line when she says, all the fellas will be watching me tits wobbling up and down. <laughs> she was pretty funny. His wife was probably the most attractive woman in the movie. Yeah. Um, the I said, uh, Rita really looks like a dude. Um, now the, as far as the bad music goes, the gangbang song was kind of catchy. I was singing that for a little while afterwards. We're having a gangbang. We're having a ball. I, I kind of got into that one. Um, and the, it was kind of funny with the camera work going on in that one with uh, everybody, like just focusing on everybody's hips, like gyrating back and forth in a line. That was pretty funny. Um, you get, uh, in true redneck movie style, you get uh, a big argument on a front lawn with a bunch of neighbors involved that didn't have anything to do with it in the first place. That was but, some white trash shit. I yeah. see that all the time. <laughs> yeah. But there's one dude uh, playing like a whistle violin. Like he's playing a violin, but whistling the song on the balcony. He fucking looked like Les Nesman from WKRP. <laughs> I thought it was him for a second. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, no, but it wasn't. But that was, that was pretty funny. Um, this movie did maybe want to see the movie Cholet again. They go, That's the Bollywood movie they go to watch. Although he does say that they're in a, a Paki theater, which I don't know why Pakistanis would be going to see a Hindi movie, but whatever, without subtitles. Well, we'll, we'll, let, that, we'll let that one slide. They do use the word Paki quite a bit, so I don't know if that's less racist in Britain than it is here. But I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> um, and another thing that surprised me of this movie, and I mentioned the, just a minute ago the, the, the camera work, there's some really there's some kind of a nice long shots and takes with the camera like turning around corners and stuff and just rotating to follow characters. Um, I was kind of impressed with some of the some of the cinematography and stuff in it that uh, for a movie that didn't need it, you know. Um, but it, it I, I, I appreciated that this movie wasn't as uh, well. One, I was I was appreciated. It wasn't as like. I don't know. I don't know how even how to describe um, with Nail and I. I don't know if you've seen that one. Dude. It was fucking boring. 
And I was afraid it was going to be like that. And then I was afraid after it started with that theme song that it was going to be like this slapsticky kind of thing. And it wasn't that either. No, so I appreciated that it had like, I mean, it had a heart to it in a way, you know? I mean, it was kind of a, it's, it had its raunchiness, I guess, if you want to consider the conservative British time that it took place in or when it was filmed. But, um, but uh, you know, it had, it had a heart at times. So I thought I, pre- I appreciated that about it. So uh, what did you think about it? No, I thought it was good. I thought that uh, I like the uh, the crudeness mm-hmm. of the girls. Like you know, you know, I like they're just when they're walking and talking to each other about how they they you know are horny and they want to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I could shag the ass right off. Of it. <laughs> and then the one. <laughs> Man, when they were first fucking, like, uh, Bob really had his fucking hips going, man. Yeah, and she was like, <laughs> stick it to him. It was just like, it was funny because it was just like, stick it to him, Bob. And they were just <laughs> laughing and having a good time. So I appreciated the, um, the, 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 the large and lovely, not-so-attractive chicks just kind of having a good time. Yeah. And, you know, getting, getting uh, you know, getting some dick. <laughs> um the um the 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 kind of uh, I, I don't know if I would say squalor of where I guess that was where was it where Rita lived you know with the, or was she the one that had the drunk dad Sue had the drunk dad Rita, Sue okay yeah Rita lived Rita you only saw the inside of her house once Right but I mean okay so it was actually where like Sue and then when they were just walking around and stuff I mean it was really sad and and like I said I mean we talked about the the fucking hillbilly Japanese last week in the movie that we watched well I mean this shit that poor people or poor people I mean yeah, you know yeah. like I said I've I've lived amongst that kind of stuff and and around people just like that here um, and, uh, it's, you're separated by maybe, you know, your accents and maybe some little traditions and stuff, but these, I mean, I went to school, with, I, I'll, I'll say right now, I went to school with girls just like this <laughs> and, you know, and, and I think it is more realistic, like I said, instead of having, uh, and, and I wouldn't say, I mean, I went to school with girls that, that fucking looked like Molly Ringwald or Phoebe Cates too, but I mean, it was just different that, that, uh, this movie, uh, didn't go for you know the real attractive uh kind of you know people like that and and um so like i said I, you know i i appreciated that part of it too um it was sad in a way uh because of you know their where they lived and kind of how they were pigeonholed into like at the at the one part um you know, Sue is talking to Rita and Rita's like, I'm not going back to school. You know, she goes, we only got two more weeks. She goes, well, I'm just you know, fucking quitting now. So mm. it really didn't matter if they went to school or not. Yeah. And, uh, um, I do think that, you know, the, the apparel that they wore probably had a lot to do with just that, you know, that time and, you know, that oh, area and that time. That's probably was what they wore. horrible. It was bad. And, and just, you know, I don't know what it was. I felt sorry for those girls. I mean, even though they they were getting, you know, taking their pleasure and having a good time and stuff like that, it, you almost felt sorry for them because they were just kind of dumb and, and uh, simple. And yeah. I don't know. But I thought the movie was good. Like like you said, it, it, I, at the very first, I thought it was going to be just like this kind of 
sexual raunchy comedy yeah raunchy comedy and like uh, uh, there were several times when you did get to see bob's big old white ass just (laughs) fucking hammering away and i I did like the part where where uh he couldn't get a fucking hard on that was that was pretty funny because i mean it was just like they for them it was just like uh going to the arcade or something for us you know hey let's go get bob (laughs) Well, yeah, and it's, and it's, you know, as for them, that kind of stuff makes sense. Like stepping in cow shit and stuff like that. Like we all did stuff like that when we were, you know, when we were kids, you know, you have to like sneak out to fuck or whatever you're going to do. But this dude's like 40, you know, (laughs) he doesn't like the fact that he's behaving like this is pretty, pretty ridiculous. Well, you know, but still, I mean, hell, you know, he's fucking, you know, got to do what you got to do. He did, he, when you think about it, if he's 40 years old and he's getting some 18, 19 year old chick, I mean, <laughs> hey, you can, beggars can't be choosers. That's he's true. Getting, getting a young puss. What was wrapped around it might not have been the greatest in the world, but you know, <laughs> just having a goddamn basically having a threesome all the time, <laughs> just more than most can say. Awesome. So, what I think, what I took away from this movie is you can have all your fantasies come true if you just aren't so goddamn fucking um, picky. Yep. I, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Everybody stop being so picky. Just learn to live with what you got. Yeah, go and get yourself some fucking... <laughs> <laughs> There's a manish chick out there for everybody. Whatever. I mean, you know, just have a good time. Fucking wear a rope. No, that's the other thing, you know. I mean, uh, Bob seemed to be promoting the Durex, but I mean, I don't know what how his fish fucking slipped. You know, uh, there must have been some uh, Russian roulette going on there or something broke. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Well, somebody did ask, do they, does it ever come off inside? Maybe that's what happened. I think actually, I think actually, Rita asked that. So, does it ever come off inside? Down out of her butthole, <laughs> into her pusshole. Oh, uh, we could rate it. Um, you know what? I'll tell you what. Another thing there, okay. I thought uh, maybe it's because I watch too much porno, but uh, I thought that at one point uh, that uh, Bob's wife, after they had a conversation. She started undressing in front of the girls and stuff, and I thought, well, okay, maybe they're gonna fucking just. Uh, <laughs> You know, maybe she's going to be like, okay, well, if you want to do this, then let's join in and whatever. Porn is ruining you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> she was wearing quite a bit of undergarments just to be going yes. out somewhere. I thought she'd wear a nice, like, like uh, you know, just some something simple with her, like, dress that she was planning on. And she Back fucking, then, like, they, Yeah, it was like a fucking suit of armor. Yeah, fuck. I mean, I, uh, she's wearing, like, uh, garter belts and everything. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, all right. Um... You know, I, I, this movie surprised me. I, I after uh, it got a little debate on the Facebook group, I was a little worried, and, um, and then when I when I was reminded of with Nail and I, I was like, "Fuck, what if it's like that shit?" But no, it wasn't. It was a little. It was lighter hearted than that, and they they didn't may have to make alcohol jokes the entire movie to rely on their comedy, and it, it was pretty. It was all right. I mean. I'm I'm I, I didn't I don't regret watching it. Um, I give it. I a, wish there would have been a little bit more fart humor. I wish there had like been some if he would have been fucking her and one of them would have cut a big fart. <laughs> I wish there had been <laughs> a, <laughs> farted right on his cock <laughs> in the in his face. Yeah, wait. Like when he was fucking the one girl, if the other one would have got in the car and stuck her big fat pasty white ass in his face and just blew a big old fart. <laughs> I wish there had just been some tits in it. 
<laughs> yeah, I wish there had just been some tits in it. That would have been good. Yeah. Maybe they were underage. Maybe that's why they couldn't. Uh... So, uh, and there wasn't nearly, you know, there wasn't as much fucking as I thought they would have shown in it, too. Um, they really only show, though, right at the beginning is really the only time they brought, they show actual, like, simulated sex. So, Simulated. Simulated. All right. Um, I give it a... I give it a 6.25. That was solid. I liked it. I had fun. Uh, six. I'm not going to explain it. I almost spit my beer. Uh, cool. Six out what? of 6.25. What? Well, I mean, you know, it hey. was all right. It was all right. I mean, it yeah. was good. It was, uh, you know, a little yeah, sexual uh, stuff going on there. I like seeing them. I, I just like the, 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 they were just, I like the crude, crude enjoyment of uh, white trashery. Mm, fun little movie. White cool. trash fucking. Why don't we take a break and come back and do another really fun little movie? <laughs> Raining Stones. We'll be right back. In a world that has a country called England, three cinephiles uh. weekly against <laughs> the onslaught of movie releases. They review, dissect, and discuss until each is defeated. Jordan is the host. Ian is the sweary one. And Noel is the grandpa. And together they are the 35mm heroes. Dig it, bitches. Stones from 1993. Man, we didn't say who directed the last movie or anything. We were lazy. Yeah. Um, I closed the IMDb window, so they, you know, whatever. This Ken Loach film tells the story of a man devoted to his family and his religion. Proud though poor, Bob wants his little girl to have a beautiful and costly brand new dress for her first communion. His stubbornness and determination get him into trouble as he turns to more and more questionable measures in his desperation to raise the needed money. This tragic flaw leads him to risk all that he loves and values. This is fucking this fluffy little Ugh. plot summary here. 
Uh, his tragic flaw leads him to risk all that he loves and values. His beloved family, indeed, even his immortal soul and salvation in blind pursuit of that goal. I just spit I give it a screen. seven. Me too. Next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Ken Loach. Yeah, that about sums it up. Have you seen any Ken Loach movies before, sir? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, what did Ken Loach do? I'll look it up. Why don't you start talking about Ken Loach? Uh, I would say probably not. He did the it, wind that shakes the barley. I don't know none of that. Mm. I don't know nothing from that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'd say. Well, it's this blackjack. Was that the one with Dolph? I no, that was John Woo that directed oh, that one. Well, no, that was. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, well, whatever. I've okay, never, but I've never see, seen this, anything else he's done. This movie, okay. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it, and uh, I didn't, um, you know, I started watching it, and I'm like, what the fuck? A bunch of, like, <laughs> you know, I thought I knew where it was going to go, and I thought I knew what it was going to be, but then it kind of wasn't, and yeah, it was yeah. better for it. Um, uh, there's some stuff in this that uh, kind of touched my heart a little bit, and, you know, anytime you got, that's like uh, Blue Valentine with the little kid. Anytime you got the you know little kid and they're innocent and they're they're just kind of living their life and having fun and everything's mommy and daddy they don't realize that you know they're poor or anything like that or whatever yeah. uh, they're just kind of you know uh, a babe in the woods and uh, all around them is all you know some kind of this uh, shit but uh, they just think that's just life you know so whatever anyway I'm not sure that <laughs> I'm not sure that this this family though granted they had virtually zero money but i'm not sure they were quite as bad off as maybe rita and sue's families what about bob too bob bob seemed fine his house was nice looking i liked his uh his uh sleeveless shirt when he was gonna (laughs) brawl with (laughs) it he really started he really pulled out the white trash fast why don't we talk about this while we were actually reviewing the movie yeah well okay so this movie um (sighs) <sighs> I watched it about a week ago. Uh, you got Bob, <laughs> and then you got uh, you got Bob, and Sue, me. and Rita too. Wait, yeah, Bob and Sue and Tommy. And uh, so anyway, Tommy and Bob. I think this is the two guys. Uh, they're buddies. They're kind of like best friends, and uh, they are pretty much. Um, they don't really have steady jobs. They yeah, just yeah. kind of uh, are. They're the kind of guys that would hang out down at, uh, you know, the the like Lowe's or Home Depot day laborers or whatever, and hope that the guys come along and say, "Hey, we need you for a job or whatever." But they also are always uh, any anybody any way that they can try and make some money. Money, uh, they try to, and some of that stuff is a little bit shady. Uh, (laughs) these guys definitely lived a life of now granted margaret thatcher wasn't prime minister at the time but you know there's a lot of comparisons drawn between the kind of government she ran in the 80s to to ronald to to ronald reagan you know how dare you you know it's all about the haves and the have-nots and and you really get a sense of that in this too even though the last movie kind of riffs on you know it says something about margaret thatcher's something with her pant with their pants down this is really more of like probably the repercussions of that kind of lifestyle where, you know, you don't, you, you're not seeing the, well, I guess you do see some of the haves in this and they're fucking douchebags. So, <laughs> well, they all, 
you fucking communist. Anyway. No, <sighs> Drink some beer. What? Rain stones. There it is. Okay, I lost my page. Oh. Okay, so um, the, the, I thought this was going to be kind of a – that these guys were going to be jerks. Like they were going to be real assholes and, and be kind of like uh, low – really super low-level criminals uh, and – it was just going to be kind of like that, kind of gross, and you know. Uh, but the, but really, in reality, they they are pretty normal, average, blue collar kind of guys. Yeah. And they're just doing whatever they can uh, for for their families, and including um, some kind of dumb shit. <laughs> yeah, they do some dumb shit. Um, now, and speaking of shit, you do get to see somebody kind of you know get like a. Uh, a, a scatter shot of scat, uh, pretty much from their head to toe. Uh, oh god, that was so gross! Fucking sewer pipe basically explodes in somebody's face. But um, I get you know maybe it has to do with just like you know unemployment at the time or whatever. So they were just you know every day. From the time they got up till the time they went to bed, they were trying to find a way to make some money and and uh, with odd jobs, yeah. anything that they could do. And uh, one of the funny scenes, which I I never thought of this, but I just I thought it was so funny, is when uh, they get hired to do some landscaping, and they're like, okay, you know, they they hop on the back of this truck and and uh, and the, <laughs> the landscaping basically was they went to the, they went to this. Uh, I don't know if it was a golf course. Yeah, I think it was a country club, yeah. Country club while it was while it was before it opened it and <laughs> stole sod. Out. Yeah, just freaking. They're, they're just taking big chunks of sod, like big squares of sod, so they could take it to somebody else's house and put it down. I've never <laughs> seen that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, yeah, I've heard, I've actually heard of that where people would do that at golf courses because they they take such care of the of the 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 grass and the, and, and the sod and everything so it's this really good stuff and people would go and like the, the greens they'd like take up the whole greens and everything but anyway um having said that and i digress as i you know um let's see the, the, there's uh some religious stuff going on in this because uh you know they're all brought up uh well, a, a good portion of of the of them over there, you know, uh, at that time, uh, uh, at least uh, Bob and Tommy and his gang are Catholics, and so and um, Bob has a little girl, and it's it's time. See, I'm not Catholic, so I don't know much about this shit, but I guess it's time for her communion. And I don't know if that's her, like a fucking bar mitzvah. Well, it's her, I, I think it's the first time you take communion, and which I actually took a note on that. My first note is age of seven is considered the age of reason. <laughs> well, sure. In that, in that fucking stupid ass cult, probably is. That's why they start fucking them that early. But basically, like, take the age of reason, you know. They, yeah, that's when, you're, that's when you're, you're able to fully realize that by, by taking the body and blood of Christ, you're, you know, becoming one and blah, blah, blah. And that's how you get into heaven. But yeah, so that's you're, when, you're, when you're taking that for the first time, when you walk up and get the wafer and maybe not the wine, but 
Well, you know, it, it really means something to them. Like when he's telling his little girl at the at the table, you know, he's trying to explain to her, you know, this that the, the Jesus says, uh, you know, with the bread, this is my flesh or whatever, and then with the wine, this is my blood, and she's kind of looking at it through kids' eyes, like, <laughs> what? I just want a pretty dress. Yeah, this doesn't make sense, let me, Dad. Let me tell you, that was probably not to not to keep jumping the gun on you, but th- that was probably my favorite, like gun jumper. So, my you gun jumper. That was probably my favorite part. Like my favorite kind of like thing that went on in this movie is you get you get the perspective of that religious stuff through Bob and his daughter, and it's you know it beca- it becomes so important. He's struggling for this money for a proper dress for her, and it's it ends up seeing important only for that like the little girl doesn't even know what communion is she just wants a dress right and he it, thinks it's so it important matter if if the, when they go to buy the dress the the woman at the thing says you know we have some like basically on consignment or something like that like used dresses and you got to figure these little well, girls probably wear this thing one time yeah oh and, and then and so it's not like they're going to give her rags and the little girl wouldn't have known would have been just as happy yeah. with whatever, but it's almost like a point of pride, and um, uh, you know, I'm my, you know, and it's a father's pride. Yeah. Well, you know, and you uh, also we also have the the priest who was like, you, you know what, like you don't you don't need the dress. Like if you really need a dress, blah blah blah. It doesn't really matter what she wears. It's about the communion, and he, you know, he wasn't having that, and. But that's what I thought was interesting too is the twist that the priest takes too. Like his his, yeah. uh, I, I thought that was really interesting. So, well, and then you and and even though uh, these guys are, they do some some of the stuff. Like I said, is illegal or underhanded, yeah. but none of it is in a way where they're like um, they're, hurting they're, someone. Yeah, or they're something. inconveniencing someone. They're not like hurting people. For but the, then well. they constantly they show several different times where you'll see uh, them at some place and these guys that are kind of like loan sharks or whatever. That's basically that's what not that is what they are, are, you know, really roughing somebody up or telling somebody, Hey, I want my money. You know, you have me money. God, that guy was a piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> but you know, God. that's his job. So anyway, I mean, if you didn't, well, it wasn't his job. That's what he does. He buys debts and then fucking yeah. harasses people for the money. Yeah. So, um, uh, oh God, I hated him. You're, you're pretty much concentrated on Bob and his daughter and and their family. And um, uh, Tommy is there, but I mean, he's just more or less. It, they don't really show that much about you know his family or what he's going through. He's just kind of like the, his best friend. Uh, and then so because. Um, they, you know, they need this money to get the. Uh, they want to get a new dress. They want to get everything they want new: the veil and all the stuff and everything. Yeah, shoes, and gloves, all that shit. So finally, after several different things, they don't. They, you know, he does get a job. Well, they did show Tom. One thing about Tommy was his his daughter, and she was the one that. Uh, oh my god, that was fucking the most heartbreaking scene yeah. in that movie. Well, she was telling you know them at the dinner table that she was working at this place and you know she had a good job and all this and that and everything. And basically, what she was, she'd go to these raves, and she was the girl that walked around with the with the pills or whatever. And well, you know, he, would, and she gives him money, like, like yeah. Oh my god. So I mean that 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 was kind of a a um, a contrast. 
you have uh, Tommy and his daughter, and his daughter's kind of shining him on, saying, you know, for what for what he knows, she's got a good job and all this and that. So he's re- he's proud of her and everything, and and he doesn't have that much. And like I said, he like you said, uh, you know, she literally uh, before she leaves says, you know, hey, here's here's a couple bucks. You can go get yourself a, a pint or something oh. like that. And and he doesn't want to take it. And you can kind of tell, you know, that it, it, it kind of hurts him a little bit. But then she's like, no, no, go ahead and take it. So he takes it. But in his mind, she's doing really well. And, and he's kind of embarrassed that he can't do – couldn't do more for her. But, you know, he, he's happy for her. and But that's all a facade because she's basically dealing drugs. Or, you know, she's the person that's like selling them. And then you look at Bob and his little girl, who's just a little girl, you know, uh, and and you think of, you know, he he wants so much more for her that he's willing to, you know, do whatever it takes to to elevate her, to get her to a different level or whatever. So um, Bob does get a job at this um, at this. You know, basically, it'd be like a, a bouncer at a bar, but it's it's a rave. You know, they have these rave parties, and they need security. And so, while he's there, he sees Tommy's daughter, and he's like, "What? The, you know, what the fuck?" or whatever. And then he sees what she's doing. So that, and I'm sure that if Tommy's his best friend, he knows this little this girl, and he's probably known her since she was a little girl. Yeah, yeah. So he kind of confronts her, and she's like, "You know, fuck off," you know, whatever. And and uh, and so. That job right there, you know, they were paying him fairly, you know, good money. I mean, it was a job, and he uh, puts his ass on the line to try and, you know, say something or protect his friend's daughter, and she doesn't want it, so he loses that. So then he's really desperate, and he ends up uh, getting a loan, and um, like you said, that the the, uh, the the loan shark guy basically goes around buying up people's debts and then he is the one that's going around putting pressure on him and and so he gets in a real pickle as far as that's concerned and i like how it played out like you said i like the relationship with with the priest i thought it yeah. went with uh when he had the um you know the snake or whatever to to he would go around to people's houses and say hey do you need your your drains cleaned out or whatever, and he had this big extension thing that you stick down the drains to get leaves or shit or whatever's mucked up in there. And he he walks by the church and he's like, "Hey, father, do you, do you need your do you need your drains? You know, your drains cleaned out or whatever." And the father's like, "Yeah." And I think for for me, the way I I thought of it at first is I thought Tommy thought, okay. You know, the father's like, yeah, come around back, you know. I don't have these yeah, I thought, I thought, I felt like he was surprised that it was free. Yeah, he thought he was going to get paid. <laughs> and then the father's like, thanks to nice people like you that do shit like this for free. And he's like, eh. But he's, he's, he is a, uh, you know, as far as being a member of the church and everything, he just, you can kind of tell it just kind of deflates him because he's been walking around all day trying to do this. You there? Yep. Oh, okay, I heard a kook so I thought maybe oh. that uh, you 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 got out of there. Oh, so anyway, um, I got invited to a Skype party. <laughs> from oh, Jake. oh, Jake's yeah, Jake's got yeah. a Skype party. So anyway, you could kind of see after he walked around all day, you know, going to, from house to house to house, saying you need your drains cleaned out. He finally finds somebody that wants to do it, and 
And he's like, oh, yeah, finally, you know, and it ends up he's got to do it for free. But he, he's just like, OK, I'll get shit it. on <laughs> and he gets poop all over him. But then that gives him an opportunity to talk to the, the priest and get a little drinky winky and everything. So even though, you know, I'm not the world's biggest religious person or even, you know, and, and as far as like, you know, Catholic Church and stuff with a lot of the shit that goes on there, um, this presented it in you know a, a good way yeah. uh you did have a priest who was a good guy who was you know an, and even if you take the religious part of it out um you know he was the kind of guy that was a good friend you yeah. know that would uh you know he he wasn't just some jerk off that you go and he stands up there and does his shit and then you know the, it's all bullshit he actually cared he gave him good advice and everything and 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 uh bob kind of you know, being a proud parent, let his pride kind of get in the way uh, and and put himself in a real pickle, and they, you know, really could have went really really bad for him. And so, um, it I like the I don't want to get the 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 once you get past um, a certain point, you know, it'd be a lot of spoilers, right, and right, right, get the stuff away. I do like how the 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 turn that it took, and um, you know. I mean, you know, I, I, it's hard to say anything more because I don't want to fucking, yeah. you know, give any so. But anyway, what did you think about it? Um, the um, I thought this movie was fantastic. I, I I was really into this thing thing the entire time. Um, it's um, it's a it's a it's a low key movie. It's not. I mean, it's not super plot driven. There's not like this big heist or anything like that. It's just kind of like these people doing what they need to do. But when it when it takes that like more serious turn. I was I was really fucking invested. The um there's some uh, interesting attire throughout the movie. It's it it screams 90s and it made me think while I was watching it. It was like it's funny how, you know, you as time goes on, you see fashions appear in certain like you know, urban areas or more well-off areas and it usually takes a few years for it to kind of filter down right. before and this is like this movie was from what 1993, but everybody looked like they were dressed in like 1987, which was really funny to me. But or maybe like maybe like 1989, 1990. Um, the one random dude walks by at the beginning. I th- I could have sworn he was wearing a jester's hat with his jogging pants and his like really <laughs> tight T-shirt. But then like at the club, you get. Uh, well, all of the bouncers wear these like blousey rayon jackets, which are really yeah, bad. Pretty ugly. Um, this one guy has that African style like pillbox shaped hat on. Uh, the bad like shaved underneath haircut that was popular in the nineties, and uh, the banded collar might have been the worst of all. Like the one dude had the one uh, the collarless shirt. This thing I fucking hate collarless button up shirts. They're so tacky. <laughs> Oh, and there's scrunchies. There's scrunchies everywhere. Women have their hair up in scrunchies the whole fucking movie. Um, you get to see one of the characters uh, moon a helicopter and show off his giant balls. Oh <laughs> uh, wait, that's not, that's not spoiling anything. It's Tommy, and he he's he's yelling something about the helicopters harassing them because they're poor or whatever, and he moons the helicopter and it fucking falls over a few times while doing it, and his balls are gigantic. They're like half, they're almost down to his knees. <laughs> See, that uh, just shows you that even though um, you may be lacking in some parts of your life, you know, you make <laughs> at least up you for have them. at least you have giant balls. And we all learned from whatever that movie we saw that girls love giant balls. What was yeah, that? Yeah, they do. What was the one? Uh, uh, it started with an M. The one with Kelly Preston's tits in it. 
Um, uh, mischief. Mischief, yes. Mischief. We yeah. learned that girls love big balls. They love um, the big nuts because, you know, <laughs> they like get clacking around on their on their face and they like getting the like just huge glops of jizz right in their fucking eyeballs and uh, you know, down, like, uh, up their nostrils. Yeah. I wonder, you know, it sucks when you get when you get like water up your nose. Can you imagine like accidentally getting cum? Yeah, at least you could like at least you could like get rid of water pretty quick. Cum probably. Sticks well, no, around. but you know what? It would probably be more natural because it would just be like snot. <laughs> That's true. So get over it, girls. Yeah, it's just like snot. Um, <laughs> That's why when I fake an orgasm, I just blow my nose on the girl's back. Ah, the but. um, <laughs> the uh. The stealing sheep thing was pretty. The fact that like I don't know about you, I don't think I would ever buy meat in a bar. Like if <laughs> they just come around, <laughs> I forgot about that. And you know what? I, I, it, it, I love animals, so that kind of bothered me at first. And I'm and I'm glad that they didn't like. Oh my god, I was afraid they were going to just give it a bash in the back of the head. Just I was really afraid they were going to show slaughtering a lamb. I really yes. was. I really was. Um, but one woman comments that the meat was still kind of warm. <laughs> It's pretty disgusting. Um, going around offering to clean drain, out drains and getting a shit bath. Um, yeah, the priest saying love and prayer is enough. I thought, I thought that I, I liked the message of this. It was, it was a, it was not a religious message, but it was an interesting point to make. That you know, I just I thought that was an interesting take that this movie went about with, with respects to religion and stuff. I thought it was it was interesting. Um, I, I worked with a girl one time. Now, this just tells you th- uh, about people. Different people have different morals and different uh, uh, how what they'll tell and stuff like that. Like you know, the, the stuff that you would never think that someone would tell. And she came to work and like told everybody that her and her husband were having sex the night before, and she shit all over his chest. <laughs> not, not and not on purpose. Like I guess it was an accident of some somehow. I'm trying to think of what they would have been doing if to be, for her to get shit all the way on his chest though. Well, I don't know if it was his chest or maybe it was all over his dick Ugh. or something. Maybe he was. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know just, why I just made a worse noise for that. But, shit, but, shit, dick might but might be easier to clean than shit chest. Well, but speaking of that, I was just listening to this interview with New Jack on uh, <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, and he was talking about I guess there for a while he was. Dating and maybe even living with Gold Dust's wife, that Terry Runnels, oh, that Terry was Marlena. Oh, they had a they had a porn a sex tape or something. Yeah, and he said that she was an ass licker. She loved to lick his asshole. And so then anyway, apparently he was taking some kind of medication. I don't know if it was some kind of anti seizure medication because he had cracked his skull a long time ago, fucking doing jumping off shit. And um he told her, he said, you know, listen, I'm taking this medication and it gives <laughs> gives him the shits like diarrhea. Well, apparently he she was down there licking his butthole and he started to shit and it got like on her face and everything. And she went and got to- like a, a, a paper towels and wiped his ass. And he goes, I'm laying there like a bitch with my legs up over my head and she's licking my asshole. And she comes, she goes in and starts wiping his ass and wipes her face off and everything and then throws the fucking paper towels away. And he goes, and then the bitch came back in and started licking my asshole again. <laughs> and the big thing was with that, and then I'll move on because we like to just... How the hell do we get on this? Well, because the guy getting shit all over me. Oh, okay. Um, 
she had herpes and she didn't tell anybody and she was going around fucking people. And so they had a lawsuit because uh, she either gave him herpes or something like that. Uh. So whatever. But anyway, there was it's a shit story. It was like one shit story okay. reminded me of another shit story because of this movie. Um <laughs> uh, you know what? That's about all. Um I like this movie a lot, but let's get into our scores. I'm tired. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I would give this movie probably uh, <laughs> 7.75. I almost went 8, but for some reason, it, it I don't know. I give it an 8.25. I really like this a lot. Um, you liked it a lot. I, di- I did. I, I thought this was really good. Um, the, you know, it had, it, it had some uh, decent, like, low-key humor going for it. It, um, it had a, a story that was interesting, and then by the end... I was just like, what the fuck's going to happen? Like, I, I was really into it by the last, like, 20 minutes or so. I thought it wrapped up very well, and the way it ends was really cool. So, um, this movie is definitely worth seeking oot. So, um, I never heard of it. I hadn't either. So, so good on you. Good on you, Paul. Um, and thank you for choosing these, buddy. Um, cool. Let's take a break. And so that's an 8.25 and a 7.75. Good shit. Let's take a break and uh, come back. We got quite a bit of feed sack. Uh, speaking of Tommy mooning a helicopter, let's bring back our giant knee-length sack, feed sack. <coughs> we'll be right back with the feed sack. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady... Ally McGraw, but I've made one great friend, a boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word in the iTunes store. All you freaky assholes from the north to the south. Your tongue and get these bars up in your mouth before you hold that don't know. We can work it all night. My name is Debo G, and let me tell you what I like. I like it when she grip it and roll it on the tongue. I like it when she lick my balls. I like it when she hung. I like it when she left it and catch it in the face. Then eat it all up, let nothing go to waste. Give me head, give me head. That's what the fuck I said. Drop it like it's hot and work the third leg. Your mouth, don't bite it. Lick my balls. Good shit. That was that was Jake. Jake coming back on the shoe. All right. Feed sack. Oh, wait. All right. All right. Let's cut that shit off. Uh, we got a lot of feed sack this week. Why don't I? We got a couple of emails. Maybe I can read those first here. Um, let me load it up over here and over here. Um, 
All right. Um, I don't know if this is meant to be read on the show, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so, uh, Morris's son, Max, wrote us. <laughs> and he says, hello from Australian Territory, Zaman Loaf. This is your youngest, I don't know this word, puerile follower, Max here. I hope you two have been keeping well. Anyways, I have a bit to ask for you guys. Would either of you t- two fine gentlemen, oh shit, no, no, you guys are way better than them. I didn't mean it like that, I swear. Uh, Yeah, gentlemen. Uh, Consider having yours truly feature in a future episode. I know it isn't standard fare for you guys to have guests for the most part. However, I I don't know. I might have some fun, I suppose. Anyway, (laughs) have a think about it. Cheers. Now, how old is Max? I don't know. 32. Okay. If he's 32, (laughs) yeah, bring it on. We'll be be talking about buttholes and cum shots all day. Sorry in advance, Morris. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll set that up. I mean, you are from like six days in the future, but we'll figure it out somehow. Um, we might have to do, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to uh, let him choose the movie. Shots, uh, double feature. Yeah, porn. That's the 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 first reviews of porn we do. <laughs> <laughs> are we breaking some kind of law? Um, uh, not the law of uh, man. Yeah, that's true. All right, and we got one more e mail. Let me uh, save that one so I don't forget. Move to... How do you save this shit? I work at the fucking Apple store. I'm a dummy. Um, Yeah, but it's not the good one. Oh, God, you're right. I'll do it later. Um, (laughs) All right. Feeding your deflated sack. Hey, guys. It's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Just kidding. It's Anna Falchi. Falchi. I don't know how to say her name. And I'm writing you to inform you that I am pregnant as a result of listening to your show, Silver and Gould. And knowing that the baby will likely be quite deformed, I am asking that you pay for an abortion. Normally, I'm quite against anyone murdering one of God's beautiful creations. However, since I am the one who has to deal with it, I will allow it. Regardless of the fact that you impregnated me with your combined yellow-tinted communist seed, I did find a great deal of enjoyment out of listening to the episode in which you covered Bad Guy and Cemetery Man. Whoever came up with that double feature must be extremely handsome as well as have a huge veiny cock filled with the sweetest of nectars. Anyway, thanks for covering my movie, and I'd also like to thank you for being such huge fans of my big old titties. Viva, Silver, and Guild. So <laughs> that was from, uh, that was actually from, if you, it wasn't really from her, it was, it was from Matsuzaka uh, of Chuck Norris Ate My Baby fame. So check Never out his blog. Never heard of him. <laughs> Um, it's cool. Thank you for that. Um, Thanks. We don't have female listeners. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, all right. Well, we got some uh, some voice mailers. Oh shit! I just realized I probably have one I can't play, so I'll have to fix that. Um, <gasps> first, voicemail. Silver and gold. This is Cody. Cody. Uh, I want to say thank you for covering. The uh, the double I suggested of uh, Snake Eater and uh, Quiet Cool. Yeah. Uh, I uh, my favorite the, uh, the best thing I came away from with, uh, with that particular episode is that there's six points worth of difference for Zom between Snake Eater, which is essentially like a masterpiece of of, uh, of to some degree, and a uh, Quiet Cool, which is uh, an unmitigated disaster. Uh, 
Yeah, I just I uh, I love I love that that that, uh, qu- that quite cool would get a two to <laughs> Snake Eater's eight. Um, <laughs> me, I, I hate a quite cool. You didn't particularly enjoy, but that uh, tickled me. Um, I've yet to hear your uh, unconventional love stories, or uh, I forget what, what the name. Is. You get the point. That episode. Um, interested you? Would you hear what you say rather about Cemetery Man? movie I've never liked as much as people tell me I ought to. Um, but yeah, keep up the good work. I will talk to you guys again soon. Uh, goodbye. Sweet. Yeah, sweet. All right. Um, yeah, so uh, I wonder what he'll think about our review then if he's not a big fan. I don't think, I don't know that Will's a big fan of Cemetery Man either, so I, I just I just liked that it was a little different. I thought it was pretty cool. Pretty cool, man. All right. There's one from. All right, we got a, we got a big in here. Sorry in advance. I, the cinemasochist, have listened to Silver and Gold for the past few weeks, and most specifically the feed sack section. And all I keep hearing are you know celebrity voicemails from like Sylvester Stallone and Jason Statham. And before I start this rant, let me address this: Statham, Stallone, anybody else really in the feedback section? My beef is not with you guys. You people are perfectly fine. Statham and Stallone specifically. I love you guys. Expendables 2 was one of the best action movies of last year. You guys just missed my top 30. If one film raid, go there. And I will tell you why you can go there. Because I think I'm through with silver and gold. Maybe not listening, but I think I'm through. And I'll explain why. See, now, Zom, me and you were tight. We're fine. But Loaf, we've got a problem. Oh. You know, the past few weeks I've been calling in to Sylvan Gold, me, Stone Cold Thor, we've all been calling in. Yet every time we listen to the show, our calls don't get played. Uh, and then, I, you know, I said, well, you know, I guess it just didn't, we, didn't, we never got a call. As if maybe the call got dropped or, or, or the, I got the, we got the number wrong, despite the fact that it's programmed perfectly fine into the phone. And you see, I'm not really too surprised that Stone Cold and Thor's voicemails got cut off because... They've been giving you verbal thrashings, and you just can't handle it anymore, and you're too scared, though. A for- fair warning fr- from them. I'm giving it to you, but it's from them. You keep fucking dropping their calls. You're not going to get no more verbal thrashings. You're gonna, they're going to come down to North Carolina to give you an ass-beating. So if I were you, I'd just take the verbal thrashing like a man. Me. But you see, that's not the offensive part. So I get that. Fine. You're afraid of those guys. I, I would be, too. Thankfully, they're on my side. But what's offensive and what what hurts me personally is the fact that you will not play my calls you keep dropping my calls what have i done to you loaf i thought we were cool i thought we were tight you know i've listened to the show i liked it i've commented i loved it you know we had this this thing where i'd call in you know it'd be a big little thing Woo! Cinemascus is calling in <laughs> you know i thought we were tight we were text back all the time, you know, you you help me a bit with my show, but then again, but that's where I think the problem is. You see, scared, man, I think scared. you became jealous of me. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. You're jealous True. of the fact that I have a new show out that's far better than this show. Except when Zom's talking, the show's aces. But yeah. it's far better. <laughs> but then that's it's true. also... 
the fact that I'm going to the whorehounds now. I've replaced you. Whorehounds. I'm going to the whorehounds. I'm partying with everybody. I'm road tripping with Zom. I'm sleeping with him in the hotel room. <laughs> Not like that, you six sons of bitches. I'm just sharing the hotel room. I'm just saying. I mean, those two were, you know, you two actually shared a moment laying next to each other. We haven't laid in the same bed. I just laughed, you know, overnight in my sleep, apparently. And he yeah. snored. But that's, that's beside the point. You got me off on a tangent. You see, you're jealous because now I am the whorehound icon. And you, you're just book? stuck down there in boring-ass North Carolina with a bunch of hicks and dumbasses. Mm-hmm. And every day, you've got to go to some rudimentary job as boring as hell, which well, I can kind of share the sentiment. But I get to go to Whorehound Week and I get to produce a great podcast. While you tirelessly put on efforts and you do your damn best, but you just don't feel it's enough. And you see a young buck like me taking the spot, and you just can't handle it. Despite the fact that you could argue you gave that young buck a start when he started doing voicemails on Silva and Gold. Sure, he started with Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, but the Cinemascus was born and raised right here on Silva and Gold. Fucking mashed potatoes last night. But now you just want to cut the kid off. And you think there's going to be no repercussions. I want some more pound cake. Let me tell you something. The kid's angry, and the kid is coming with a fury, and a vengeance will strike down upon thee. For starters, I could say that Silver and Gold was not created, but you could say its success was formated. I don't think that's a word, but I'm going to use it. was formated because of the cinemasochist. Because everybody, you know, they sat there the show and like, yeah, you know, this is okay. I don't think I'm going to come back anymore. But then they heard my voice and my excellent, albeit really strange and off-kilter voicemails. And they're like, we got to keep coming in, listening to this show and subscribing and rating on iTunes because of the cinemasochist. Because of that amazing Ginger Dead Man review and the fact that he programmed an amazing episode <laughs> with Fear and Showgirls. Whether or not you two pansy-ass bitches liked it. Again, Zom, I'm sorry. Uh, we're tight. It's just that kind of nope. came out. Nope. Get too it? late. Too, All right. too late now. You blew so, it. I get it. That's why. You blew it. Because you know I could come up with that, but I wasn't going to do that because that's not how I viewed things. It was a team effort. It was a group effort. You guys gave me a voice, a, a platform to speak, and you guys had your own platform to speak from, and I listened, and I laughed, and I loved, but you broke my heart, Loaf, because now you're cutting me off. <laughs> like the umbilical cord just minute, got wait. cut off. That was a Maybe weird trick. That was a weird, uh... I can do that. <laughs> oh, I have... Oh, wait, here we go. <laughs> you know, when you compare two things, a comparison, there. <laughs> I was looking for a different word, but comparison will work. I'm flustered, Loaf. You got me flustered. You got me sounding like more of a dumbass than I actually am. But but both, I still have a kinship for you, and I want to give you a second chance. For starters, I'm sending this into you on an MP3 format, going above and beyond right here. You can't tell me that this didn't get sent to you correctly. This is not a corrupt file. Don't play that. If I hear that on the next show, when I ask why my (laughs) voicemail wasn't played, and you say it was a corrupt file, you just didn't get it. Hell will be paid. (laughs) Or hell will be... It's too late now. Yeah, Fuck. you're going to get fucked up. <laughs> Did you hear that noise? Huh? Oh my god, that was loud. Okay, here we go, sorry. But I'm sending this in MP3 to make wow, it easier. that was loud. It's an inconvenience to me. And don't say, oh, you could, you know, you know, right when you're done recording your show, you can record your voicemail for someone gone. Uh-uh, I got a show to edit, a quality show to edit and put out. I don't think you know what that's like. You may know the editing mm, putting a show out, but right, the quality part, that's what I was getting at. Uh, there's no quality on Southern Gold outside of when Zom's speaking. And I'm spelling this out in case you can't get it, Lope. You know, I know you've been 
Token up with the reefer, and it's kind of messing with your brain <laughs> every now and then. You know, you're forgetting simple things now. You probably have to put your name on a fucking no underwear just so you know who you are and that the underwear belongs to you and not somebody else and that you're actually in your house, not some uh, hobo I, Joe's house. Why a hobo would have a house, I don't know. You tell me, you <laughs> doper. <laughs> but I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to give you a chance to play this voicemail and give yourself a redemption. I'm going to give you the chance to not just play this voicemail, but play every voicemail that gets sent in. And if it gets called and... Because we are going to use the phone. It's much more convenient, especially for Stone Cold Thor, Dolph Lundgren, all of them. It's much more convenient for them to use the, my phone than my computer. You know, they can just drop in. You know, I can mail them my phone if I wanted to. Oh, I could that do that. that you don't know what I do. Got connections. So you play this. You play all that stuff and everything will be okay. I will understand. We had a rough patch. We worked past it. But if you don't. If this does not play, or any of the future ones don't play, but most specifically, this one doesn't play, and you don't give me the justice that I deserve, the recognition that I have earned, and the respect that I desire, then I will guarantee that Silver and Gold will not reach in episode 100, because I will take over. I will buy the show out. I will take over. And when I say buy, fuck it. This show's coming to me for free. Maybe a penny if I'm generous enough. And it will become Justin Airbolts or Silver and Gold, starring me, hosted by me, Justin Airbolts, or not mm, by Keith Zombie, you know, because he's the bread and butter of the show. He's the heart and soul. But, Loaf, you, you're going to be all alone down there in North Carolina, crying in to your little mustache and, you know, trying to put mustache wax on it so kind of cover-ups because, oh, it's a mustache wax, not tears. <laughs> like you pull a loaf. Yeah, that's a phrase now. Deal with it. <laughs> what? If you do, pull and then I'm going to come down to North Carolina with Stone Cold Thor and everybody else. We're going to take that wax. We're going to turn that some bitch sideways. We're going to shove it straight up your candy ass to quote The Rock. What? Fix it, loaf. What? Fix it. Love you, Zom. Pipe bomb. Who played that? Who was that? Next voicemail. Silver Gold. This is international movie star Steven Seagal. <laughs> and I'm just phoning in to talk about just a second. Just a second. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Is he eating Doritos? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a crunchy puss. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I was just sitting here in my sex dungeon. <laughs> what? To, uh, Are we talking about Zomner? Just alone talking to you. And Arnold Schwarzenegger replying. And I'm thinking, these guys, they talk a lot of lip. They don't know what it's like to go into Uganda in the 1970s and assassinate a world leader and then come back to America and not be thanked for it. Like me. You know, in 1973, when I ran my own dojo as the first white man in Japan, <laughs> I got the respect I deserved. And I didn't have to compare myself to muscle-bound freaks. Like... <laughs> God, I'm hungry. Anyways. So that's Stallone <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger are posers. They haven't done the crazy shit like I've done for real. I don't need muscles <laughs> and 
a slim figure and the ability to run. <laughs> uh, hang on, it's continued. <laughs> run, run. Not impressed, Silver Gold. Cut me off. <laughs> what I was saying is, I can rely on my skill set of martial arts training and CIA secret operative training. And then I'm also down with all the homies. Lawman training. They like it when I say that, the urban population. Uh, so I don't need muscles to sell myself in movies. I'm the real deal. A muscle, a marshal, a real honest to God sheriff police officer can Sly and Arnie and the rest of those clowns say that. All right. Well, review some Steven Seagal. That's a good idea. Because. <laughs> Seagal loot. Yes. <laughs> he farted too. I wonder what kind of uh, <laughs> chips Seagal eats. I'm really curious. I wonder if he likes, I wonder if he uses like, well, get some of those weird Japanese flavors. Maybe he gets like pickle flavored chips or something. He's practically really Asian now. Yeah, I agree. I like Steven Seagal still. I don't give a shit. All right. Next, feed sack. Hey, Sylvester. Hey, You got some fucking. Fuck no, some fucking robot fucking <laughs> pretending to be my pal. I don't trust that. Now, fucking, you know, I'm fucking in a movie with Otto this year called The Toot. We were in fucking Expendables 2, the greatest action movie of all time last year, you know? Fucking. I know this isn't the fucking real model, because, uh, you know, he fucking, he doesn't say he, uh, fucking chicken shit or asshole as much as Otto does, you know? He's fucking <laughs> always saying those fucking words all the time, you know? Fucking, and, you know, he's got about, he made, like, fucking extra millions on fucking Expendables 2. Fucking guy is right, man. He's fucking... Expendables 2 made billions of dollars. What the fuck does Sly care about millions of dollars for, you know? You fucking make the billions, and the millions look after themselves. That's what they all fucking say, you know? That's the fucking saying, yeah. Uh, fucking keeps on going on about fucking planet Hollywood. You know, I fucking, we fucking got rid of all those shits fucking years ago, you know? Fucking, we gave them to fucking, fucking... Oh, I can't fucking remember who was it. I was over <laughs> shit. So fucking shit fucker, you know. So, you know, if it wasn't even Steven Seagal. It's fucking someone just as shit as him, though. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> then it fucking funny. goes on about my pal, Jason Statham, you know. Guy, I think this guy wants to fucking bag him or something. You know, he's fucking... He's just going on about him so much, you know. Fucking the real idol doesn't fucking give a shit about anyone else. He only thinks about himself, you know. He fucking he fucking would give a shit about fucking Jesus Statham and how fucking popular he is. Cause I don't fucking, you know. He fucking he knows his place is just below me. He's the fucking the best fucking action stars of all time, you know. He's made some what I believe are good films, you know. He's been in a couple of the greatest. Fucking action movies of all time, you know, Expendables and Expendables 2. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, The Tomb this year. So, you know, 
he fucking, he's not too bad, you know. But yeah, fucking, yeah, I spoke to the real Arnold about this. He's fucking not that pleased, you know. He's fucking, Uh-oh. he's pretty angry. Yeah. Um, oh, I just wanted to clarify as well. A lot of people like Sly, you know, you said you're short, you know. You don't look like short. You, fucking, I am short, you know. I'm five foot, ten feet tall. You know, that's pretty short. That's, you know, it's almost huh? like a fucking disability or some shit, you know? But my fucking big muscles, fucking big dick, you fucking people think I'm a lot taller. So, you know, it's fucking good. I'm, you know, I'm happy. I'm in a good place. You know, fucking <laughs> silver gold. I love you guys. Fucking come work out with me. Oh, <sighs> 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 uh, yeah. All right. Speaking of Statham. All right, it's fucking Jason fucking Statham here. <laughs> that fucking cunt Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger <laughs> ringing you up last week. The fucking nerve of that bloke saying all that shit about my fucking good mate Sly. Tell you what, I'll fucking next time I see him, I rip his fucking big juicy bratwurst off and beat his fucking stupid Austrian fucking head in with it. <laughs> cunt. <laughs> Real reason I'm ringing up is uh, I'm really not very fucking happy about you guys oh. reviewing that fucking Rita, Sue and Bob 2 piece of shit fucking <laughs> film. I'd rather make love to a small Filipino man and watch that fucking piece of shit again. <laughs> Cunts. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that Statham's review of that made me worried about seeing it. It's all right. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know who this is. <laughs> oh, I know who this, this is. is Baby Skeletor. I was catching up on your unusual love episode, and you were talking about my good friend Metal Mikey in less than flattering tomes. <laughs> Metallic Michael. For you, I have to say, keep your traps shut. First off, be a man. Second off, grow some balls. Three off. Wait for action attraction to return this week. What? <laughs> action what? Listen to action attraction. Metal Metallic Michael does a lot of hard work on it. And Baby Skeletor, even though he's a dick, he's a good good. He 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 plugs <laughs> in for his friend Metallic Michael. I wonder, I wonder what I wonder what metallic is in Spanish, so we can start calling him something a uh, metallic Miguel. <laughs> Surely, fuck it up. Alright, we got one more. Here we go. Oh my god! Silver and gold podcast. This is Iron Schwarzenegger. <laughs> now, who the fuck is this chicken shit, girly man, asshole, robot co- calling into your podcast, pretending to be me? He's talking about Jason Statham. He's talking about Planet Hollywood. He's talking about Guy Ritchie. He's talking about his ball sack. It's fucking Arnold was Mr. Olympia. Then he became the biggest fucking action star of. All of Hollywood. And now he then became the governor of California. And why why would Arnold spend his time doing all this shit, calling into some chicken shit podcast <laughs> run by two fucking girly men hey, who he don't like the last time? Son of a bitch. I Son have bitch. nothing more to say on the matter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
That is awesome. Uh, so from now on, we'll call we're calling uh, Metal Mikey. He's going to be Miguel Metallico. So <laughs> it was that easy. Metallico is metallic. Yes. There you go. Uh, Miguel Metallico. Thank you for calling Baby Skeletor. I believe that's pronounced Miguel. Miguel Metallico. Uh, you can always send us feed sack to 206 3 What the fuck is our number? 206-339-1600 or silvergoldpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on iTunes or silvaandgold.com or Stitcher. And join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash silvaandgold. Come look at some titties and talk about movies. It's cool, man. So next week on the show, um, we're jumping a little some choices here. We got we got a couple people lined up, but we haven't done uh, we haven't done a lot in the way of black black exploitation. We did uh, we did Action Jackson and that other shitty Fred the Hammer movie. Um, but uh, next week we're gonna. Go to uh, some, some uh, more classics, I guess you could say. Will inspired this. Um, he gave us some choices to pick from, but we're going to do um, 1972's Trick Baby. I've never seen any of these. Neither one of us has seen these movies, so it's good that good 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 calls here. Uh, 1972's Trick Baby, and also from 1972, Across 110th Street. So should be a fun shoe. Wild wow. and crazy stuff. Um, Let's see. Uh, and the fun uh, never stops. It never stops. It never stops. I'm gonna go put this show out and fucking do some other fun stuff, maybe. And uh, oily maniac, your choices are coming soon. I, I promise. And we also gonna have some sly choices coming up soon too. So, uh, so yeah, that's about it for me. I gotta go piss and feed the dog. Zom, do you have anything else this week, sir? I don't have a nothing. I don't have shit either. Until next week, this is Loaf Woot and Zom Woot. Bye.